0: The following is brought to you by Dustin Campbell, Daily Tech News Show, Michael Boling, Frank Latuca, Andy Beach, Nick Wood, Jim Wright, Will Harris, and Craig. Welcome, everybody, to the Politics, Politics, Politics program for Inauguration Day, January 20th, 2021. This is your old pal, Justin Robert Young. With Joe Biden set to become the 46th president of the United States on this day, we will read a little bit of a Inauguration Day hopes. I've written down my Inauguration Day hopes, and really, hopes for the next four years. Now we'll read those to you. We're going to look at Donald Trump's farewell address, as he will no longer be the President of the United States, bringing to an end the wildest four years in politics in my lifetime. And, And it's not really even close. We will look forward to the next four years and discuss what the the future is for folks that really hated Donald Trump and now will be without something that they've thought about probably every day for the last four years when we speak with my mom. All of that and much, much, much more. Burr. I'm not sure if you need to hear this. Maybe it's someone else in your life. Someone that you know to have struggled over the last few years. And and, and maybe it was unhealthy excitement. Maybe it was despair. The likelihood if either of those are true, is that on November 3rd, they probably rocketed in the same unhealthy manner in the opposite direction. I want you to know that you are going to be okay. The inauguration that will happen today will be boring, even by inauguration standards the FBI warning about 50 state houses being under threat is likely a preventative measure. Hell, the the Sunday night news here in Northern California, they gave us that tidbit that all 50 state houses were under some kind of threat by following up and saying that in Sacramento, the California state house was under increased security, although no specific threat, had been made to that statehouse. Which begs the question, how does that happen? Did the FBI just not share the information with the Sacramento statehouse? Or are we just using random message board musings as a reason to say that there have been threats on every statehouse? The whole thing feels to me as if We're in a even more murky version of the color coded threat alerts that we had after 9-11 fear for the sake of fear, because nobody at those overseeing agencies want to be caught with their pants down again. So if the worst happens, they can at least say that they said something, but I'm getting distracted. There are larger problems in our culture trust needs to be forged anew amongst our citizenry hear what i said not needs to be repaired needs to be forged anew that's how deep our break is unheard voices need to feel a part of something larger but all of that needs to be built brick by brick, day by day. None of it can be fixed immediately. All right, I've gotten into the weeds again. Let me say this one more time. You are going to be okay. The only way that we can rebuild this union, the union amongst all of us, the union between citizens and government, is to acknowledge the break. Not just think because the opposite team won that now everything is back to normal. Society is not good and evil. They are different solutions to common problems. Don't mistake me. I am not teeing up a love thy neighbor sermon. I'm not even saying that you need to find humanity in those you politically disagree with. Not right now. This is is starting at square one. This is about you, the one who's going to be okay. Joe Biden ran his campaign on cooling the national temperature. Now, I have my thoughts on how he's going to run the country, but if some of you listening to this are truly worried about a civil war, then I will enthusiastically co-sign that statement. Now, conversely, I don't believe that because the blue team has returned to the Oval Office that now world harmony is at stake. Indeed, if you try to throw a blanket Over this mess, you will only have an even larger lump by the time that we get back to the ballot box in 2024. If we want a better society, it begins with us. But before we can do anything, we have to believe that we're okay. And we are going to be okay Because we want to be okay. The internet, blessed though it is, reminds us on a daily basis how small we are in this universe, how much we don't control. In the past, we've felt more empowered in our ignorance of the larger machinations, or at the very least, more secure. It is our burden, our generational burden that we take this knowledge of the world before and the world ahead, combine them, and move forward. And here's how we start. Look around you. See your stuff. Maybe you're at your computer. Maybe you're in your car driving to work. Maybe you can see your friends or family your children. You control your relationship to all of them. You control what you put into this universe on politics and otherwise. You control your tone. You control your resolve. I'm not asking you to build bridges after today. I'm just asking you to radiate the kind of warmth and dialogue that you would expect to be treated with. Because for this last four years, we've seen precious little of that. From cry more lib to punch a Nazi, we found every reason to torture each other because we felt we were being tortured. And if there's one thing that symbolically We can all do for anybody who is listening to my voice. And good God, I know we are a small minority because I know the numbers. I can see what is being downloaded by other folks that seek to rile you up. And indeed, that's exactly what they're going to do for the next four years and the next four years and the next four years because that's how they make money. And God bless them. The Pod Save a Blanket boys will find another empty suit like Beto and Steve Bannon will pivot to cryptocurrencies. And then they'll just be us, the guys who broke our relationships, the guys who strained our sanity, the guys and girls who allowed their friends and family to watch them bark at a politician's Twitter account every day like a feral dog when the UPS truck went down the block. Nancy Pelosi tweeted, Trump tweeted, resign, Cheeto Mussolini. Do you know how embarrassing that is to watch from people that I love and respect? For God's sakes, can we reclaim our dignity over the next four years? Can we treat each other with dignity? The sun will come out On January 21st. And you know what? You should get ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. Get ice cream and eat it before noon. Eat ice cream on the 21st. That is Thursday, the 21st. I'm going to eat ice cream with you. Eat ice cream if you love Joe Biden and wish him the best. Eat ice cream if you think the next four years will be nothing but Hunter Biden snorting through the entire U.S. Treasury. Eat ice cream before noon to mark the occasion on January 21st. The presidency will have clicked forward for the 46th time. And you, you'll be okay. Because we need you. And you don't have a choice. There is a great series of articles from uh, Jonathan Swan of Axios that is still coming out. Discussing Trump's erratic days from November 3rd through his quest to overturn the election and the Capitol riots some CIA tomfoolery in between the chaos of his legal strategy to the Capitol riots and today. In it, you see a very distinct pattern that I suspect was there throughout his entire presidency, but heightened with his impending loss. The casting over the side of experience and temperance in favor of long shots that could win it all. So my my favorite of these is Trump explaining to Rudy Giuliani that Trump's legal team spelled out his best chance to contest the election. here's how it goes. You very closely watch Arizona and Georgia. You hope you very narrowly win. And then you challenge the count in Wisconsin where they believe they could find enough votes to flip to make a difference. Because like we've been saying on this podcast forever, you can't challenge five states, right? Al Gore was in an extraordinarily tight race where he needed hundreds of votes flipped and he couldn't do it in Florida. So you can't hope that tens of thousands are flipped in multiple different states. So so Trump's legal team was all saying, Hey, look, hope these things go right and then focused on the slimmest margin state. We'll go from there. Now, Rudy, and this is who starts gaining Trump's ear as things look bleaker and bleaker in Georgia and Arizona, Rudy tells Trump that his lawyers are lying to him. One of Trump's lawyers are called into Trump's room to answer the charge He listens to Rudy and calls Rudy an asshole. And so after an entire campaign of Trump trying to counterpunch his way through this pandemic, a pandemic for which the nation was looking to him to control, we get the farewell speech. And
1: it's really normal. My fellow Americans. Four years ago, we launched a great national effort to rebuild our country, to renew its spirit, and to restore the allegiance of this government to its citizens. In short, we embarked on a mission to make America great again for all Americans. As I conclude my term as the 45th President of the United States, I stand before you, truly proud of what we have achieved together. You know, it really
0: is remarkable. And it's happened a few, time in, a few times in Trump's presidency where he actually is just on prompter and he just has somebody do the presidential polish on the things he wants to say. And you're just kind of reminded that like, oh, this is just what presidents do. They're all at various levels of, of, uh, of rambling or incoherent. And, and Trump is probably on the higher end of that. But in general, they get words, they say what they mean, the other people tell them exactly what to say, and then they say it like that. Some of them go off prompter and add a little you know, touch to things, and, and some of them are really, really polished orators, and Trump's not. But this is the kind of speech that you would expect for him to have campaigned on. He, he's not about the labor, only showing the baby. He is just saying, yes, it was unpleasant to go through all these things. It was unpleasant for us to, to, to exit out of these deals. But look, we got a new deal. We got a new deal with China. We got we, we ended NAFTA. We got a new deal with Mexico and Canada. We got out of the Paris Climate Accords, which were unsustainable. We got out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership that even Hillary Clinton didn't want to do. This is the true legacy of Trump. And aside from him mentioning the China virus once, he even kind of talks about COVID in the way that you would have expected him to talk about COVID during the campaign and not be arguing with, with DC press. It's just amazing how much these points put this way would have resonated with the suburbs that voted him out of office. All of the chaos was worth it, is what he's pointing out here. The country was going on in a wrong direction. You elected me to tear things up and look at us now. Hell, even the culture war is presented in a manner that makes more sense and appeals to core American values.
1: At the center of this heritage is also a robust belief in free expression, free speech, and open debate. Only if we forget who we are and how we got here could we ever allow political censorship and blacklisting to take place in America. It's not even thinkable. Shutting down free and open debate violates our core values and most enduring traditions. In America, we don't insist on absolute conformity or enforce rigid orthodoxies and punitive speech codes. We just don't do that. America is not a timid nation of tame souls who need to be sheltered and protected from those with whom we disagree. That's not who we are. It will never be who we are. You
0: know, I'll say this for the last time, possibly ever. You just gotta wonder if Trump was competent on the pandemic and therefore able to make Biden fight on NAFTA, Paris, and the cancel culture, how well he would have fared. But if he was that guy, he wouldn't be Trump. You can't expect a dog who barks queso once to speak Spanish every day. Ladies and gentlemen, it has arrived. Coming to you only two and a half months since the most prolific buying season of the year, right on time, politicsmerch.com. That is your one stop location. For merch for this show, politics, 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 including shirts, hoodies, mugs, masks, pillows, as well as all those things for the first season of Raise the Dead, Nixon versus Kennedy, and the second season, Johnson versus Goldwater. Head on over there and pick it up i've been resisting doing this forever because the margins aren't fantastic but you want to know what i've had too many people ask me where can i get px3 merch where can i get px3 merch i've made little raise the dead shirts for myself that i wear on on live stream or social media and you know it's just it was overdue it was overdue it's there now Uh, New designs are going to go up all the time. Little references to the show. I want to do a Partisan Wins t-shirt. I want to do a Don't Blame Me, I Voted for Gloria t-shirt. I I, want to do a lot. I want to do a lot, including little references. Campaign Undertaker. I want to do a Gong shirt. God, that'd be great. Anyway. Head on over there right now. PoliticsMerch.com. Be the first to get yours and uh, make sure you share on social media at Justin R. Young on all platforms with uh, uh, whatever you get and, and wear out in public. Thank you guys so much. PoliticsMerch.com. What? Our guest today is no stranger to the Politics, Politics, Politics podcast. Indeed, she was subscribed to this before it was ever even recorded and transmitted over the internet. She is (laughs) two-time presidential vote receiver, Gloria Young. My mom, welcome to the show, mom.
2: Well, thank you so much. It's always such a pleasure.
0: I wanted to have you on. Because for people who have listened to this uh, or are listening now, they will have already heard me go on a, a, a big diatribe on, on how I, I hope we can use this moment in time to reflect on what happened over the last four years. Not in the political capacity, but rather okay. on our own behavior. Over the last four years, oh. because okay. in my mind, we have been very poorly behaved and as somebody that had to discipline me and my brother as we were growing up. I'm curious <laughs> your perspective on for everybody for whom their only poli- their only posts on Facebook were about politics and about how the other side was the worst thing on the planet. I just hope that we can look back and say whether you're on the Trump side and now the shoe is on the other foot, or you were on the anti-Trump side and and now you've gotten what you want. That 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 the behavior was just kind of at best tacky and at the worst really abhorrent.
2: Well, you know that's an interesting perspective. I um. I would have to say that the last four years, I think, has brought out um, some very um, dark sides of a lot of people. I know I personally have um, uh, disconnected with many people that I've known over the years and and cared about and always considered my friends. due to some of the, the political climate and the comments and the passion behind it all. And um it it's 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 very sad, quite frankly. I I'm I'm disturbed about it. I'm I'm I I wonder how um and I, I'm sure I'm not the only one. I I know others have said to me that they have basically Unfriended, if we're talking in Facebook world sure yeah yeah, most yeah, people keep in touch these days, um unfriended, unfollowed, lost communication with friends that they've had for thirty forty, fifty years, even um and that that's a very sad it's a very sad state of affairs because I don't think I don't think politics has ever been so divisive as it is today
0: so yeah well I think people care about it more people care about it than they ever have before because I feel like
2: no question about it
0: like even and, and you would you would have a better perspective than I would because I was a baby but like during Reagan you know you read about Reagan and now history is written when you read about politics from the past they're written by people that really care about politics so you you often right. hear it written in terms of like oh the 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 people thought whatever and it's like no the people thought that jordash jeans were cool and and they really wanted a right. wang chung tonight <laughs> they, they didn't really care right. about reagan people who cared about politics cared about reagan in in right. our modern world it seemed inescapable with trump yeah
2: and of course you know, social media has got has played such a huge role in all of that because everything is so much easier to pass along. And, you know, the old game of telephone where you say one thing and then you repeat it to another and they repeat it to another and they repeat it to another and it becomes more and more complex or screwed up as it goes along. And, you know, when you're passing along information so easily, as we all have been uh, through social media, things become distorted, they become overblown, they become very personal, you know, when someone reads something and maybe they're just in a bad state of mind when they read it from a friend that somebody commented and all of a sudden you're taking offense on what that friend said, whether it was because of specifically what the friend said or just because you had a bad day. So yeah, there's no question about it that, the amount of information that everyone is privy to today. In the days of Reagan, you know, if I had time to pick up a newspaper, you know, when did I have time to do that when I was raising two children and working a full-time job? Maybe I, or I watched the news for five or ten minutes, I would pick up a few things, but today information is passed around so much more readily and it's just so much more accessible and and it depends totally where you go to get that news
0: well so, well but but no also, question
2: about it. it
0: you know and and not to bring it back to your experiencing your experiences parenting me and my brother but like when we got video game systems that didn't exist before or or video games came out that we were in love with or the internet happened and we were obsessed with it. It was a new tool that did not exist before, but either it was going to exacerbate good or bad behaviors. Either we were going to be lazier or if you use it as a motivation tool that like hey we can play video games if we do x y and z then it would actually be productive on some level right i kind of feel like sure when, when, when you throw your hands up and just say ah social media ruined it it's like no we're ruining it we're using social media to do it and it's not to say that social media is healthy yes. Let's say it's cigarettes or alcohol. We can still function in a world where we occasionally use an unhealthy thing because we do it all the time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No question about it. And and honestly, there was a point very, you know, right up to the point of the election where I completely stopped looking at Facebook. and And, you know, I would glance at Twitter because just because I kind of was curious of what was going on. But, yeah, no question about it. I mean, I think social media has become a bit of an addiction. <laughs> um, but it its um you're right we are we are abusing it it to to an extent that it's yeah well, um, it, it's
0: concerning that it's that it's hurting each other. That's what bothers me, yeah, is that it, it and it, feels- and it's
2: hurting many long term relationships and and people that we've cared about for many other reasons and for many years
0: yes you know it it, it feels to me remember remember forrest gump when they you know they keep going yeah. back to uh all of jenny's awful boyfriends you know you keep like like through the years seeing you know jenny with some other awful person and there's the one dude who uh you know beats her up and then is like like oh i'm just so obsessed uh, upset about that fascist johnson You know, he's, he's upset with the Vietnam war and that's why he beat up his girlfriend. Uh, right. That's what I feel like most of my friends on Facebook are is like, they are just scorching the earth. They are, they are screaming and yelling at people that they care about, that they love that, that, that now they've turned into their enemy. and, And the reason why they are committing this abuse against somebody that they on some level care about is because of the occupant of the white house
2: yeah yeah it's um i i i it it, the the whole phenomenon actually blows my mind quite frankly what's you know how things have changed how people's opinions and mindsets have changed over the past four years it just it it it's disturbing i'm i'm sad about it i'm you know i i just i'm just hopeful that we can turn things around and make things better and be nice to each other how again. does that start and, you know
0: how does that start from your perspective being being the caring nurturer that a nation internationally people look to you as a caring nurturing influence from the PX3 <laughs> audience they, they are hanging on your every syllable right now. What is the first step?
2: <laughs> what is the first what?
0: The step to heal our world, mother.
2: The first step to heal our yes, world. Yes, how do we, how do we be nicer to each be other? be kind. Just consider what other people are going through. Consider what is happening to others, not just yourself and think about others. And, and I think that's, that's really the most important thing because everybody's fighting a battle of some sort for the most part, Um, you know, for whatever reason it is. And everyone has, uh, you know, there's that book, the four agreements. It's like, you know, it's, you can't, you you can usually when people lash out at others, it's because something is happening within their themselves. And, you know, we tend to take things personally, but it's not necessarily whatever people are portraying to others is not necessarily because of us. It's because of their own turmoil. And I think that more than anything, we just need to be a, we need to take a step back, take a breath and just kind of consider that everybody is in some state of disarray and turmoil and we need to just be kind and consider it and think about even those that we don't agree with. It's, it's OK. We are all going to be OK. You
0: know, my. My thought there is that we could even start one step before, and that's, especially on social media, and this is something that I think is really our generational burden, is that we have to understand what society plus social media means, and I hope to God we're still in an awkward adolescence about it, because I, 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 would, I would hate to think that this is the final product. But what I suspect is that we are going to realize one very, very key thing, that it's not just how we interact when somebody else posts something that we don't agree with. It starts with what we post. And that's not to say that you shouldn't put your opinion out there. Of course you should. But there is a difference between shouting into the void with your deepest, darkest, most primal Fears and desires, and understanding that you are contributing to a larger conversation. The people that I've had Mm to mute on on social media, who are dear friends, dear dear friends, Mm -hmm. and I haven't unfollowed them, but I've muted them. It's just because the radiating pain was too much for me to take to to deal with. Yeah, me too. Me too. And 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 beyond that the idea that uh, that we are, are are in a in a situation that like, you know, people are going to snipe back at you if they are watching you just shred and shred and shred and shred and shred and then you're gonna say something you know, a positive and then someone's gonna poke back at you and you think, oh my God, out of nowhere this person attacked me when in their story, yeah. You've been doing it for weeks and months or years.
2: Yeah, no question about it. And I honestly have stopped posting or sharing anything political. I've been posting pictures of sunsets and my grandchildren <laughs> hugging. And, you know, I mean, yes, I've been trying to post things that are like all oh, warm and fuzzy you know puppies and kittens and babies and happy things and let's all love each other again and you know i've really been trying to avoid anything that's toxic and and you know for that very reason because i'm i'm trying to sh- spread a little bit of positive out there instead of all of this darkness so
0: what are you yeah. going to do? Because one of the things, uh, I don't know if I've talked to you about politics in which you being exasperated with president Trump has not been a part of it. Uh, are, are you just going to disengage from politics? Are you going to stay as engaged as you were before? Like w- w- where are you?
2: <laughs> you know, honestly, I was thinking about it when you told me we were going to talk tonight and I thought, Uh, There is absolutely one positive of the Trump presidency that I can say, and that is that it's forced me to become more actively engaged and educated on what is going on every day in our government and politics. And now I've become hungry for information from different sources. I just want to read and listen to as much as I possibly can, different points of view, Everything anything that will help me to understand what's going on, hence your podcast, but I don't think that's gonna stop for me. Because I've almost become addicted to knowing what's going on. And I think I will continue to want to know what's going on in with the new administration.
0: I I wonder. I really do. Because even now As we are getting to the very end of the Trump presidency, and he released his farewell address right before we recorded this podcast. Oh,
2: I didn't see that.
0: He actually, it's so funny, man. If that dude literally just would have let his speechwriters write things for him so he could read it like every right. other politician. Right. It's insane right. how much, like, it just, it's like, like all of his points are made clearer. Like there's just like, there's even stuff. Did he, did he
2: ramble? like he No, does? no.
0: Like, no it was all like up on a teleprompter and it was like it was oh so he actually read what his
2: speech writers wrote for him yes
0: for real like for real probably
2: the third time he's done that in four years
0: and you want to know what every time he does it they're (laughs) like oh wow he actually sounds presidential and you realize like oh no wait that's not that hard to do he just never did it but then again if 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 he did it then he wouldn't be him uh uh but yeah but but even then I still see so many of my friends that are just like they want to settle these scores. They want to, uh, you know, when, when Trump won, the grievance from the right was, oh, uh, uh, eight years of calling us a racist for daring to think that Obama wasn't a king. God. Uh, uh, now you'll all eat it. Right. And then Biden wins. And now I see, like, oh, now uh, the the mug isn't so full of liberal tears now. Nazis, and uh, <laughs> it just feels like this. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's just crazy. But but it's still it's about Trump. And hell, this first part yeah. of Biden's administration is still going to be about Trump since they're going to run through this in, this uh, impeachment thing. The
2: impeachment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I hope that his um all of this stuff with him just kind of fades and we start to we, we really just start to focus on, on healing and, and getting our country back in order and and I'm gonna be very interested in all of that. I, I am gonna wanna know. Alright, so what what is what is your priority?
0: It. What is your what is the the big priority that you are going to be watching on. You wanna know what? Maybe we can become political text buddies now. But we'll just text each other articles <laughs> and, and share them together. It'll be fun.
2: Well I mean, you know, it's the the same priorities, basically, that this new administration has. I mean, the first thing, obviously, we have to get the virus under control. Yeah. It, it has to be controlled. It has to be, that has to be the one main goal right now. And, um, you know, and then oh, after that, uh, getting people back to work, because I think that will happen naturally once the virus is back under control. And then starting to put some of our environmental regulations back into place and then starting to work on equality for everyone. I mean, certainly with wages. I mean, I am just disgusted with the fact that minimum federal minimum wage is still $7 and 25 cents an hour. Who can live on that? No one. So, you know, I mean, we, we need to, we need to think about, what do we want to do to make our country productive and make our citizens proud to be here and and proud to to be an American citizen? And it's you know to me it's just a no brainer. There's just there's so much to do, obviously, but no no questions that the getting the virus under control is absolutely the most imperative thing.
0: I think so as right well. Now. You know, and and it's it's interesting to kind of look at where we are because if if there's one thing that in the cold light of day is very very clear is that Donald Trump, even for those for whom think that he is a generational political talent, none would say that this particular challenge met his strengths <laughs> like organization sure. organization and cross aisle cooperation, is is not right. what he was sent to Washington for. It's not what he's good at. He is he is good at at breaking things down, not building things up. And and so not
2: building things up. Que- no question about it. I, I think no that, question about it.
0: You know the, the the stuff that he was good at that we will not because it, it's it's impossible to prove a negative. But you know, uh, uh, getting the vaccines fast tracked was very good, especially now that we're looking yeah. at what this winner was. Um, yeah, You know, I, I think the jury's still out on how our vaccinations are going, because I've read some stats that are like, oh, like, you know, Biden has put out that uh, uh, he wanted uh, uh, 100 vaccinations, 100, in the, 100 million, million in the first 100 days. And, yeah. and it's like, if you right. look at where we are now, because a lot of people gave the vaccination rollout crap because of what was happening over the holidays. Uh, which right. between the holidays and reporting and everything, it was it, I think it was hard to get a complete picture. But now I think we're at about 10 million over around the first month of us actually vaccinating people, which means right. that at about this pace, we would hit 100 million without ramping anything up now. But that's but that's the the the, the issue of the presidency, right? Is that you get credit whether or not it was really you're you're doing you get all the credit you get all the credit and all the blame no matter what
2: yeah but i think my biggest concern has always been um that there's been no organization at the federal level and and that's that's where i think that um that they've really failed okay so he got the virus the vaccination fast track um you know, let's not even talk about the fact that he completely blew it off There's something we should be concerned about a year yeah. ago. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's never been, a, um, you know, why do we need a federal government if we if the federal government doesn't take control in a situation like this? I've heard him say so many times, oh, let the states handle it. The states should do this. The states should manage it. The states. Well, you know, then why do we need a federal government? Well, I, you know, I, think, I think that... The federal that, government yeah. needs to take a leadership role, especially in a situation that is affecting every single citizen of the country.
0: I think that's so, that's that's the problem. That's the problem. The problem, again, in terms of cooperation and organization... Uh, again not non strengths not, not strengths strength. federal level. because that's the thing is it uh, at the end of the day, even if the federal government is in quote unquote control, the states are doing all the work. So I right. think from from his perspective he's like, well, they're doing all the work anyway, so let's let them take some so of the blame if things go wrong. Decisions. Let yeah, let, let's right. make let's make them let you know, if they screw up, instead of me getting blamed, they'll get blamed. And it's like,
1: right. no, that's
0: not really how it works. That's, you're gonna you're gonna have to eat no. it. You're gonna have to eat it even if you're just putting out these things on press releases. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, th- there's also the complication of the yeah. fact that this happened during an election year when nobody wanted to give anybody credit on either side of the aisle, you know, even as a, as a virus ravaged our country. So yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I think I heard you mention on several of your podcasts that he could have really taken this, this virus situation and and the vaccine and all that and he could have really used it to his advantage and he could have really played it up and he could have made he could have he could have taken that whole thing and made it a huge positive for himself and his legacy, but that didn't happen. And you know, that was a big, huge miss.
0: Well amongst all the other things. Obviously, obviously, obviously. But anyway, but we're not focused on yeah. the past. We're focused on the future. And uh, focus uh, on
2: the future. And and that's
0: what we're that's what we're looking out
2: for. um, Yes, for sure. For sure.
0: Oh, mom, 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 mom. Uh, (laughs) All right. Uh, I I do want to talk to you really, really quickly about uh, uh, impeachment and, and and the riots and stuff, just because that is going to be an issue. As we go forward, the two things that are are circling around now, again looking forward, is right. Let's let's start with uh, Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz of uh, the Senate. They were the two that, yeah, even per, even after the Capitol riots, uh, did object to the votes as uh, object to the certification yep. as they said they were going to. Do you yeah. think? That they need to suffer any repercussions, if not expulsion from the Senate, uh, for what they did. And again, uh, weigh uh, what happened in the past with the need to go forward. Yes,
2: I do believe that they should suffer some repercussions. I
0: right, do. What, should we now, pants them? Should we dock him, uh, dock him a day's pay? What are we doing?
2: I, I you know, I've heard um, when when other senators were asked that question, they've really dodged it. I don't know what can be done. I don't know what kind of disciplinary actions um, can be officially taken against a senator that... Um, Basically encourages treason.
0: <laughs> I mean, okay. What was was think, that encourage? All right. So let me. Here's my only question to you on this: If there is no capital riot, is there a necessity for punishment, or is it only because there was a capital riot beforehand?
2: Well, I mean that's that's just such a hypothetical, and it's very hard to say because I, I can't. Uh, uh, I mean, clearly they were promoting um, debunked theories to people. Um, if the president is going to be impeached for debunking or for
0: promoting, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're yeah we're we're gonna get to him in a second though. So focus on, on, yeah. on the senators. Uh,
2: then, then they should also. They should also uh, suffer consequences to to promoting and and encouraging promoting debunk theories and encouraging uh, retribution against the government. Yes, they they should be held responsible. Yes.
0: Well, promoting debunk theories isn't against the law or the rules of the set. Okay.
2: That's why I'm saying when you when you're you're asking me sort of a hypothetical because you're saying if the capital riots didn't take place well they did
0: they did I know so
2: it, it but, it's but really if, hard if,
0: to say you know if 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 I shot somebody it's murder whether or not they they killed my dog beforehand right like right, like, like absence right. context crimes are still crimes Uh, I'm still
2: crying. Yeah.
0: You know, so it's like, that's, that's my only, my only thing with both the impeachment and that is, is if you take away the fact that this thing happened, is it still, is it still, is it still a crime? Is it still worthy of the punishment? Now I'm, I'm, I'm open to the idea that because that thing happened, now it is a different situation. And that's that's fine. I'm not closing that down. I'm not devaluing it. Just as the thought experiment, as we wander around our mental hallway to figure out uh, uh, exactly the <laughs> contours of this, I don't know. It's, it's curious to me.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I, I think that anyone who was continuing to promote debunked theories is is responsible for the you know the ultimate outcome and and the continued divisiveness i mean look you know uh, this whole thing was the, the same pitch by trump was being promoted even before the 2016 election he said if he lost it would be rigged you know and okay he won so all of a sudden it wasn't rigged, but you didn't see all the Democrats running around like a bunch of crazy people promoting all these debunk theories and mm. and rioting the Capitol.
0: I, I mean, well, no, they didn't riot at the Capitol. They didn't riot at the Capitol. But I mean, you you, you remember all the Russia stuff, right?
2: All the Russia stuff, of of course. Yeah, I mean, I mean but th- th- the there, was, no there wasn't a whole lot of there,
0: there wasn't a whole lot of there, there either.
2: Well, but you know, at least things progressed in a a formal way, let's just say, to to get to the bottom of what the, the real story was. so it it wasn't like we just went completely cuckoo and and you know, ran around uh, storming.
0: no, no nobody, nobody's storming the capital. The nobody no nobody's storming the capital, and that to me is the red line. Like I'm 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 down for rabble rousing. I'm I'm actually I'm more I'm more for debunked theories than you are, (laughs) mostly because I think that most of politics is deep. Look, if we took debunked theories away from politics, I don't know what they talk about. But uh, uh, still, the 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 bright line there is you cannot storm the Capitol while official business is being done. No matter there whether a they line were, in the sand. no matter no matter it, no matter they whether they it. no matter whether they are trained commandos or a bunch of ding dongs looking to take selfies and steal pen and pens and poop in Nancy Pelosi's closet, like like there is right. that is the line you can't you can't cross that. It. Now I think it was no embarrassing. It. it was embarrassing how some of the Democrats acted after Trump won in terms of latching on. To to theories that I think were fairly ridiculous, but it, it it did not cross into that level of political violence. No,
2: not at all, not at all. all and right.
0: everybody sort
2: of swallowed their you know their pride eventually. And yes, of course, you know the Mueller report and all the investigation and all that nonsense went on, but at least it was done officially.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there are
2: wrong. Who was better? Who was worse? I don't know. But the bottom line is that was the line. We're moving on.
1: Yeah, we're moving.
0: We're moving. And that was that. All right. Last thing, Trump uh, uh, impeachment trial in the Senate. Uh, This is probably the most realistic case to have a conviction in American history. And yet, yeah, every moment it goes on is a minute our day out of the all important first 100 days of Joe Biden's presidency that now will be controlled by the Democrats because of the wins in Georgia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, yeah. if, if you had the option to just say, you want to know what, let's just, let's just never say Trump's name again. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll dismiss. We'll just never do the impeachment trial and Joe Biden can get to work or We spend 30 of those 100 days during this trial. Which one are you going with?
2: Well, I think that what they need to do is sort of a hybrid model, quite frankly. I think that they need to dedicate um, a portion of their time to the impeachment trial and a portion of their time to regular business. So that to me is. So you want it to go on longer.
0: Because I, I would I would presume that that I only gave you those two options because they would be the fastest. You wanted to go on even longer than, than a regular impeachment no, trial would I go. I don't
2: know that it's going to go on that long because look, there's only one there's only one impeachment article, right? Yeah. So it's it's pretty basic, and the bottom line is that you know even uh, McConnell is kind of backing it.
0: Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see.
2: Well, I agree. I mean, we'll see what he finally ultimately does. But, you know, the bottom line is, is um, I think it's pretty cut and dry. What needs to be discussed and. You know, I think it needs to be done mom, because mom, there's no question about it. There if, should be some sort of a if you if you, if you want to be
0: if you want to be more dialed in on politics, then you need to know that there's no quick action in the Senate that will not be turned in to a four week long. Everybody gets a 30 minute speech. Uh, off fest. I
2: know, I know, I know. But I know nothing but, is going to happen. But quickly. but that's but that's I my thing.
0: That. Is like, and, and even then. If you split time, it's definitely going to go slower than if you just dedicated all your time, even if you thought it was going to go fast.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, clearly that's why the, you know, Nancy hasn't uh, transmitted the article of impeachment yet to the Senate. They're all trying to figure it out. So it's quite a, a pickle, quite a dilemma. Um, and, yeah, Jim, and Jim, Jim Clyburn I, you know, wants them to wait the 100 right days, is, but they need to get it done.
0: So you are not for just, let's just forget about it. He got impeached twice, whatever. We'll just put this in a drawer.
2: No, no question about it. It needs to be, He. it needs to be tried by the Senate. It needs to be resolved. It, we, this is all about precedent. This is all about precedent. This is not about like, oh, okay, well, he's gone now. Let's just forget it. No, this is about precedent. That this is what this is what our whole country is based upon. This is what all of our laws and justice is based upon. It's precedent. If if we let something like this go, then who's to say how much more leeway will be given to others in the future? There needs to be there needs to be conclusion to the actions that that led up to this event.
0: Even if it means uh, eroding into the future.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, I I just think it it needs to happen. No question about it.
0: Well. So, I'm glad that you are here and happening on the PX3 show. I know our listeners are <laughs> Gloria Young, my mother at Globug Young on Twitter. Everybody go and 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 say hello. And I'll I'll make sure to send you any and all of of my my, my hot COVID information and we can talk about it.
2: Okay. Sounds good.
0: All right. (laughs) Love you, mom.
2: Love you, honey.
0: And that'll wrap it up for us today. I would like to thank everybody who supports this show in whatever way that they can. Leaving a review On the platform of your choice. Great way to support the show. Letting people know. In fact, sharing this first segment. If you know anybody who needs to hear the first segment of this show, then go ahead and send this one along to them. If you want to give me feedback, it's theyoungamerican at gmail.com. We have our mailbag episode on Friday. If you would like to reach us on Twitter, it is at px3tweets. On Twitch, I am live uh, at least four days a week px3live.com. Our newsletter is at px3newsletter.com. That's five days a week. And of course, you can share this podcast, px3podcast.com. Our Patreon is at takepoliticsseriously.com. If you're at the $3 level, now you got to make sure that you're at the $3 tier so you can get the bonus content. Can't just pay me $3 a week. I wish Patreon would have a failsafe for that. They don't. Somebody hit me up with that this week. We fixed it for them. But if you're not getting your bonus episodes and you're paying $3 a week, hit me up on Patreon. I will help you fix it. If you're at the $10 level, you get your name shouted out right now. And it sounds a little something like this. I love you, TNT. Dr. G, The Gen, Kathy Mack, Headphones Neil, Onward to Georgia, Captain Bunzo, Jay Sulu, Dallas Danger, Taylor, Middle-Aged Mike, but what happened to Tex? Get a Bucket and a Mop, Cujo, Idris, Jacob Wilson, Berkeley, Steven, Justin Egan, Dot Com Junkie, Diana, Sunny Smiles, Tempest Fugit, Jason with Magnolia, Delta, Credit Card Processing, D-Laser, Hashtagis. Alec, Government Unfiltered, Andres, Archie, Darren, Olin and Angela, DL, Kyle, Chad, Nomadic, Miranda, Janelle, Cole, or sorry, Jenny, Robert, Casey, Paul, The most conscientious nonpartisan listeners. Brad, Richard, just another pilot. D. Really, Frozen Summers, J. Pink, and Andrew. If you would like to join their ranks again, that is takepoliticsseriously.com. If you want to make a one-time donation, you can hit me up, paypal.me slash payjury. And I want to thank everybody who hit me up with $1 on Venmo over the last week that was so funny i was laughing each time it came in so for everybody who hit me up with one dollar on venmo if you like this show you can hit me up with one dollar on venmo justin dash young dash 20. you can send me physical checks or anything else you would like in the mail p.o box 10853 oakland california nine four six one zero until next time this is your old pal justin robert young saying some shows talk about politics others talk about politics and still more discuss politics but this is the only show that talks about Simon Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Dog and Pony Show Audio